coming into Christmas with the huge financial pressures and stresses from the whole year. Others, um, you know, some people have been on furlough and feel that they've been on holiday, but they're not sure about their job. But the, a lot of the business owners are, are, haven't had the, any holiday through the year and are stressed to the T. And they're the ones, there's always be someone who'll be in a big family who'll be all over Christmas. Going yeah. back to what you were saying, because they wind, wind up and then they hit a few drinks, high sugar intake, then the immune system plummets and, and cough cold seasons around. And now with COVID as well. It's a vicious circle, isn't it? Because I actually remember us talking last year. I think it was the end of December. We were talking or in December, we were talking about flus. We were talking, then came January when we were talking about COVID January, February time. And then we think, blimey, this has blown up a little bit. A little bit, a lot, there's an understatement of the century there. But yeah, the immune system at people that own businesses, at people that are highly stressed, is taxed a hell of a lot right now. Especially yeah, and, that, and it's, chronic, it's chronic stress. That's chronic. The thing. Yeah, it's not even a cue. It's, it's chronic. It's been going on for months and months and months now. Just one hurdle after another. Businesses have been, oh, you need to put these in place to make your business COVID safe. Like, plastic screens everywhere like you you own your your in in person business that you've had to make changes and then now they're yeah. saying that maybe it's not going to be good enough for that we're still going to close you down you have to wait for this tier or that tier or that tier to open that there's people waiting for an announcement at this afternoon some point i can't remember what time that what's going to happen wednesday with the tiers and you think if someone owns a restaurant this is supposed to be one of the busiest times of the year for them or a pub you think about we're here in tier two in, in Norwich and I really pray that and who knows whether we get moved up by I really pray we, we stay in tier two I can't see any hope of going down to tier one at the moment but you see wet pubs they're not allowed to open at the moment people that have had these businesses that they've worked years and years and years on their stress levels are going to be through the roof right now yeah, yeah. and these are these are businesses which are are sound businesses. These aren't businesses with, which are scraping already. These are businesses which have, have a sound business plan and, and have money behind them, but they just can't sustain through the whole year. And then they still got winter to go through as well. So Exactly. Yeah. The health element, as I said, is that physical, emotional, chemical, it's affecting everyone in different levels. And we see what, what is the repercussion of this stress in the business world that has been brought on by things that have been out of our control. Because I've been super focused, especially the last lockdown, we've had discussions that what can I control? Not getting pulled into the things I was looking at in the first lockdown. Yes, being aware of them, but how can they impact you? We've still got, can people open their premises? Can they get their suppliers? Can they get the customers to buy? And all these certain things. That stress, then what are the repercussions of it? We're going to have sleep problems because people just aren't going to be able to sleep. Potentially insomnia, waking up with poor blood glucose management and, and all these different things, then we look at what that does to the immune system. But there's also that switch in the brain on the chemical level, as we said, is that are people then going to emotionally eat and crave and binge out because that's one of their coping mechanisms, which then is yeah. that vicious circle, alcohol and junk food that makes the health even, even more compromised. Yeah. So, I mean, our message would be certainly from, from, from our practice and our uh, functional approach would be for people to try and, uh, tune in to themselves, understand where they're at with that that whole process. You know, particularly those who know that they're highly stressed. They've had a really tough, especially the last couple of months running. Um, it, it, it's a very much of an attractive saying, yes, we deserve some time out and we want to have some, some time off. 
and so we overindulge. But if if they're already on on you know run down, they're already on reserve battery life. To push it um, is re is really going to ask for some some troubles um, from a health perspective. Whether that's immediate or whether that's down the line, um, that's a big thing. So I think the idea really with this year, with yes, we have some time over Christmas to spend with some family, but actually trying to use it as some time to readjust and absorb the, the stress of, of the, the year and to rest and recharge and just go back to those basics. I think there's a lot more appreciation for what we have and what's important, but I think we need to try and use those, those you know, week, the week around Christmas as some time off rather than to that we have to put on and uh, the, the magic of Christmas and, and, and we hold ourselves to such a high level of demand over Christmas. I, I really think we kind of just go with the flow a bit and, and, and enjoy time to, to rest and recharge. So the next year's, next year's going to be another year of adaption and change, hopefully in a forward progression, but it's still going to be testing. It's still going to be change. Yeah, definitely. It's, there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, we always have unknowns that we don't know about, but there's a lot of things that we don't know at the moment that we're making judgment and being told certain things are going to happen by media, by people online. Yeah, no one knows. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what people are thinking in, in government or anything like that with and what numbers are actually doing, all these sorts of things that we can only control what we can control. Now, I think that awareness is the crucial thing. I, I was speaking to a client with regard to alcohol and she signed up last month. And the first thing she said is, I can't cut alcohol out. And I said, is it you can't cut alcohol out or you won't cut alcohol out? There are different things. You can't yeah. is the body relying on alcohol to actually function and is an addiction. You won't is okay because we can work on that a bit more. But if you physically can't function without alcohol, that's when we've got a bit of a problem. And I think that's where our language needs to come into it. So if it's you won't cut it out, why? If you want to improve your health and you are having high levels of alcohol, great. But if we look at, what is that actually doing to your body, then maybe we can just make better choices and work yeah. on it that way. But I think especially right now, people, and I know I have a couple of friends who have been, and they're in the fitness industry and they've worked on their health, but they've just hid their demons when it came to alcohol, just constantly drinking because that's their way of coping. And I've been open about my uh, exercise being my way of coping in the past. And it's finding, I suppose, what are your coping mechanisms? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and and this, as you say, this time of year we get hit with all the buttons, which are classically for most people is the the food and drink. Um, you know, for me, it's food is the big one. Through the years, alcohol's got less and less uh, of an issue from uh, focus for me. Um, but but food, food is is comfort. There's there's a lot more to it than that, and and alcohol is the same for some people. Um, and we all we all built up to be having an addictive element to us, but we can always justify it. Um, so so my question for a lot of people, with alcohol, is that could you be the one who goes to the New Year's party um, but doesn't drink and drives everyone home at two o'clock in the morning? And a vast majority of people can't do it. They would rather not go to the New Year's party because it's not about the party; it's the alcohol and the, that comes with the, the idea of a party. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a very, very interesting question. Can you get so but we can we can go into that and, and the addictive side of things um, for another podcast because that's a that's a whole 
a whole different mm. can of worms as well. But this time of year, we will get pushed with those because society and all of us and, and all of us gang up and there's a herd, herd mentality of like, well, come on, it's Christmas. You know, my family, I grew up with, you could have this or couldn't have that through the years. But on Christmas, because the, the, the phrase was always, what do you think this is, Christmas? So on Christmas, you, you could have, you know, you could go to the fridge and have soft drinks or whatever. You could eat that because it's Christmas. What do, you, yeah. Yeah, what do you think this is, Christmas? Yeah, well, it is. Um, so we seem to have that concept of Christmas is, you know, it's all, it's all on the platter. It's, it's served there. And they bring out the best stuff for Christmas. You know, the, the shops bring out, there's some, some things you can only get for Christmas. Well, it's you the can't get them around the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, and even like we see things like through the years, we see like fast food restaurants where they might have, they have their certain special burger or special hot dog or whatever it is, their special sandwich that comes out because it's the scarcity side of things. We have like the coffee shops having their pumpkin spice latte at Halloween where everyone, if they had them all year yeah. round, they wouldn't be as special. It is down to marketing. Yeah. We look no, my, it goes, goes as far as my wife. Um, it leans more on the vegetarian side, even sometimes vegan. Um, but there's a, one of the supermarkets has their nut roast, their Christmas nut roast. She says it's the best best out there. She'd have that all year round if she could. But they yeah. only bring it out for Christmas. Yeah, all the time, all the time. And then we have like, even the, the chemical connection of smells at Christmas time. Yeah. So I don't know um, where it was like in South Africa, but over here, I know my mum used to always get the oranges and then put like cloves in them. And yeah. then make, so we always had the orange and clove smell and like cinnamon was the smell around Christmas. All these different smells that have those triggers in your mind that Christmas is coming. And that yeah, also we have them, but so much we have them, but We have them, but they are usually sun cream and it means that it's summer and you're going to the beach. But I know what you mean. Um, I, I grew up with an English, English parent, so I'd have always had a very English english uh christmas but in 30 odd degrees uh, yeah. and you know around the beach and that so i i actually find it a bit strange my association with christmas is different the last year we were in south africa for christmas and this year it's actually we feel it's a lot more toned down we've like many people on different levels had a have a tough year and we actually we're in a new house so we're actually looking forward to just being us the small immediate family um for christmas and some time together in our new house on our first Christmas here, whereas last year I was with 30 odd of my family in a, in a big Christmas over a long day, outdoors, very active. So, um, so I, that feels more normal. This Christmas here feels to me um, a lot more quiet, a lot more you know, sedentary, which actually for this year, I think for me is, is what I need. Whereas uh, for a lot of people, they've been trying, they were trying to up the ante and, and make it big. Mm. Um, and that's where the pressure of it comes. Yeah, I think it's 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 allowing ourselves not to get carried away. And I think pushing forward with the magic of Christmas. Because there's still, if you've got kids in your family, there's still going to be some sort of magic of Christmas. And even if you haven't, there's a fun way of creating that. Because I've found that if there's other focus, then we're not going to just focus on the food. No. And I think if we could twist it back to the beginning with, with COVID this year, um, hopefully it's it's taught a lot of us of what is actually what's important to us, where what actually when, when you have to strip things back, whether it's because of financially or just because you haven't had the time to go and do 
all the other things, the other distractions that we put in place, um, you soon realize actually either who or what is the most important things in your life. And, and I think, I think we've kind of shown our age is that as you get older, you become more appreciative of that. You become less, less in need of, of the, 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 the material side of, of Christmas, but more need of the, of the emotional connection. And I think, um, Sometimes keeping Christmas perhaps smaller. Some I think some families will actually appreciate they're not having to put on the big Christmas for 20, 30 people. They're going to have a smaller, smaller Christmas. And some older, older um, patients of mine have stepped back and said, with with the idea of lockdowns and everything they've gone through the years, and and still a risk element of exposure with coronavirus, they're actually going to step back. So I think a lot of a lot of families are actually going to feel feel the effects of more of a smaller, more intimate uh, Christmas rather than that one or two people who are trying to, you know, the hostess with the mostest kind of pressure. Yeah. So I think like, like, like everything else this year, the virus doesn't go away, but it still gives us the opportunity to, to learn and grow. And why would Christmas be anything different? So what have you been telling people to do with regard to their health at the moment? Any, any quick steps, which, which are worth, I don't think either of us can do a quick step. We, we chat a bit much for that, but any, any quick steps that we can look, improvise? Um, implement. I, the main thing is the message doesn't really change, to be honest, through the whole year. It's just identifying what we've spoken about, that that Christmas becomes a high-pressured and, and uh, I kind of that, that almost Walt Disney element of, of we must have the magic of Christmas and we the magic of Christmas we either buy or we present and that. And really it, come, it, it does come from within. So I just try and encourage people to keep perspective, not to allow the pressure of Christmas to override um, our choices, whether it's whether it's food choices, but it's more the stress element I see in a lot of patients. So that's kind of I, what I highlight is keeping the stress and the perceived um, perceived pressure of, of putting on Christmas and putting on, we must have, you know, every year it seems to be we have to have the perfect and the right Christmas. But I think Christmas is imperfect. The Christmas is always about that, some food gets left and burnt or you forget to buy it or it doesn't get delivered on time and someone's ill and there's not enough chairs. And that, that's, that's Christmas is people coming together. So I try and focus more. I, I just see people get wound up and stressed. And I think that stress pushes people into all sorts of other poor um, decision-making, you know, whether it's alcohol or sleep or food and, and pressure. So I, my, the big thing is for me is keeping the pressure of Christmas in perspective and uh, and you've seen it. What it that the festive season? Those those three or four or five days. What opportunity does that present me? So now my number one thing I do, which I'm not very good at because I enjoy my work, is is over Chris, the Christmas period, um, especially Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, four or five days. I ha- I do no work. Uh, I try and do it over between Christmas and New Year. I go in for a few patients, but I just I do something and I go home. I don't do any accounts. No 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 additional stuff. It's the only time of the year when I'm totally off. And so the, I try and use that as my best opportunity um, where I don't go and tag in and, and research stuff or read things up for patients or um, I, I do. It's, it's rest and, and family time. Yeah, that's my that's my big thing. It's something I'm going to do with calls this year is that I'm not going to I'll still do like some work. This is just what I do. Like I see that sometimes with some patients because they have that communication all the time with them if they message me or something like that then i'm going to message them back but 
having that switch off call wise means I'm not locked into a time to engage because I think that we, we can get drawn in energy wise and then it gets taken out on the people around us. But I, I, my thing I, I have been focusing on with clients is self-love. Whether that to yeah. you, that means getting your routine in check and having some consistency, but as consistent with bedtimes and wait times as possible. Like don't just sleep in because of this, because of that. And, and not being at work, like having some form of routine, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation, whether it's doing breathing exercises, just some form of self-love that you can keep consistent throughout. Because so many times, because the routine is gone, even if people do meditate in the morning or journal or br do breathing techniques or just sit there and be present with themselves, because that routine has been thrown all over the place, it's hard for them to keep in there. Even if people are going to the gym consistently, don't just have the full week off because it's Christmas. If you want to go to the gym and it is part of your routine, keep something in there. Keep the walks maybe instead of the gym. But for you, that yeah, and, and the, the 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 time off and actually getting out of a normal work routine is actually a great time to start. And I know it sounds strange because people go, well, it's, I'm off, I can sleep in. But if, you're, if your goal is to get up and exercise in the morning before work or something, when other routines are, dis are disrupted, it's actually the easier time to, to at least start that. And if you can have a week of a, a run-in, I mean, that's a great, a great thing to highlight is, is that actually, you, as you say, if your routine is disrupted, but that kind of also falls into us, gives us that time off. We can actually use that time to get ourselves back on track. Yeah. And one of the things like, and this is going to be a bit of a plug, it's a free thing, so it's okay, um, is that have something to focus on after the, the event as well. Because a lot of people will push their health to the side right now in a way they don't always realize it, that Christmas is coming, I can't start anything now. So if that's the mindset you're into, have something ready. So I'm doing a free six-week female health reboot where we focus on those foundations where you look at hanger management i call it and cravings and getting your sleep in check getting your routine in check managing your blood glucose stopping cravings and emotional eating and just really really diving into what the foundations of health can be over six weeks so find something that you can start to focus on afterward because sometimes i find and even when i say to clients Give me a food diary of what you eat, but don't change anything. Something gets changed because something's going to happen afterward. And like people have something to focus on. If it's you are going to the gym after Christmas and you're going to sign up, good for you. I really hope you stick with it. Now, I would sign up beforehand or Boxing Day or something like that because the offers are going to start to be on right now. And sign up now so you're ready to do it so you don't have to keep thinking yeah. about doing it afterward you just click your fingers and go and that sort of thing and also what that what that does is stops that idea of three or four days over christmas becomes two or three weeks yeah you keep procrastinating about it and think i'll do it next week i'll do it when i get back to work then you get back to work and you're busy again into that routine and you've got this same routine you had before rather than them fitting it in and as you just said the easiest thing to fit something new in is when you've got this extra time because then you can keep fitting it in but the gym side of things i i get that it's intimidating for a lot of people and, and when you first go you are going to be sore for a session i hate it when people are sore every single session it's showing us something about the training or it's showing something about the recovery ability of their body but 
go when it isn't going to make a difference, whether you are sore the day after, a little bit sore, not to the point when you can't just jump onto the toilet and, and like you can't get off the toilet or get up the stairs to get to the toilet, that sort of thing. But you go there and you you actually do a session and you fit it into your routine and you're chilled. You don't have to rush to get to work after. But, but it might be busier, but you're going to be able to fit it in more consistently afterwards. So I really yeah. think that people should have a plan in motion of what they're going to do after Christmas and start thinking about it now, not in wishing your life away or anything, but and someone told me that like, countered this with, well, what if we go into lockdown? What if we do? Well, you can change your plans then, but let's not focus on what if we go into lockdown. Let's just do the best we can right now. Yeah, but if we have to go back into lockdown, we're we already trained in it. It's not a big, it's not a big, uh, it's not, not a big threat. We, it's not something we don't know. And actually, it, it'll be easier because we've already had an experience and already had a having. So we know that we we can put things in place and deal with lockdown. Um, you know, whatever that throws us. If there's one thing that that general society has been able to show through this year is adaptability, um, and and so I think we should be able to go into that with more be more resolute and more confident that we know what that is and how that feels and we know what strategies we need to need to um, put in place. Definitely. So ladies and gentlemen, that's had a bit of a deluxe episode here, but uh, we're going to keep, keep on top of different episodes. We say that all the time. Then we have about three, four weeks between episodes, but if you have questions, let us know. If you are interested in joining the female health reboot, just drop me a message or speak speak to Roger at um at the, at the uh, I've forgotten my words. I need to th- focus on my own advice at the clinic. Um, speak <laughs> to Roger and drop me, uh, and he'll be able to give you my details to so drop me a message. And yeah, for that, like again, it's six weeks where we're going to just focus on building those foundations. And I'm certain that if people do need some specific advice with regards to their health, drop you a message, speak to you when you're at appointments or drop me a message and we'll be happy to answer. But last bit from me before we go is that have a great Christmas and happy, Merry Christmas and happy new year. Yeah, that's the right way around. Happy Christmas and a Merry New Year. <laughs> well, from, from my side, uh, Annette, those, uh, especially some of our clients and patients who, who follow us just uh, as, as we do every year um, the first two or three months I think it's first two months January Feb we always run our friends and family offer yeah. um, so look out for that it's always very popular and again it follows on a bit like with with Ollie it's uh, it's a good thing to focus up ahead you need to book up ahead and get grab those appointments because they do go fast they're very popular that's a great way with our patients to to help friends, family, uh, especially over the Christmas period, they might be talking to and feel that we can offer. We've got some very interesting things next year. We will move, be moving practice next year. Um, we still haven't finalised the uh, the location, but we've got a couple on on the cards. And uh, and then also with having now completed the functional, my functional uh, medicine uh, certification, that's going to be a big part. So I look forward to working with Ollie more along those lines next year and, uh, you know, pumping out some podcasts where we can tackle a few, a few um, significant uh, you know, topics and focuses that. So as always with us, keep any uh, interests or questions rolling in 
have I'm always particular with this, Ollie. It's a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I know. I was messing with OCD. <laughs> no, I know. I know because uh, it does, it grinds me. I'm one of those when someone says, Have a Happy Christmas. It's like, hey, it's Merry Christmas and a Happy yeah. New Year. But whatever, whatever, whichever way it rounds, have a Merry and Happy, both of them. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks for your time, guys. Take care. Bye bye.